So I started making mar- markups of the new logo. Oh, I know. That shit cold, bro. I ordered a crew neck of black with w- the white for a sample. It's supposed to come here. I think like the 17th or 18th. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to order a, a hoodie. But here's what like the t-shirt will look like. Oh, I like that. I like the color, too. Yeah. We gonna have some new colors or what? Uh, like because I don't under- think we've offered that like neutral. Uh, this color we've had for other stuff. It's one of the options usually. I just usually don't make mar- markups of it. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, <sighs> that shit. This legit as fuck. I showed my mom. I showed my mom the video I did of it. It was really good. I was like, "Thanks." Our shit be looking professional. I'm not gonna lie. We're kind of a big deal. That's why it's also dope when other like content creators like shout us out. Like Bird and them, uh retweeted the video. Well, not retweeted. They uh shared the video yeah. on IG. It's another uh, IG. The Crooks podcast. Mm-hmm. He always retweets our stuff and sends our stuff. Love. Yeah, he follows me on Twitter. It took me a while to figure out who he was. I was like, Yeah. Who is this? And why is he liking all my shit? Right. <laughs> like, who sent you? Right. <laughs> That's why I be thinking, like, Who the fuck sent you? Are you an op? Does the kid say? <laughs> Are you an op? Are you <laughs> set tripping on us? <laughs> Like, what the fuck? <laughs> My nigga. But yeah, I'm like, look, I appreciate any shout outs and anything else. We be busting our ass to make our shit look cool and sound cool. So when people respect that shit. It's a reward. Yeah. Because it's like, okay. Like, that song I chose. Hold on. Am I on? Yeah. Oh, maybe it's because I got this shit over my ears. <laughs> I mean, you have hair and a fucking uh, bucket cap that looks like it's at least <laughs> I'm over here layers. like, wait a minute, something is off. It's like, my ma'am, you hey, might have to do the OG, like the woman thing of have to untuck the... Don't uh, don't clown my Ivy Park. No, it's dope. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, trying to listen with an Ivy Park bucket... <laughs> And your hair over it is some wild <laughs> shit to fucking do, my nigga. Some nasty business. That's right some there. nasty, nasty, nasty business. Okay, we back. We back. We so, back. Can you hear it? I I just got to turn it up. I think. Yeah, I'm in here. I'm in here. You hear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's some nasty, nasty business. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> Am I on? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yes, nigga. <laughs> Like, bro, that's why I'd be like, it's just different recording in person too. Still takes a while. Yeah, because we went we went from literally doing this in here every single week, consistently to being like to pandemic, back to remote. I did like the remote stuff, but it wasn't like it like the episode last week. It was different. And then the episode, the last episode we recorded before that, recording in person is just different. Yeah, I was going to say, I just feel like the uh, the chemistry just be better. 
Yeah. We'll be in the same room. It is. But, I mean, we're both busy, so. Yeah. We have to make adjustments. Busy as fuck. Also, like, this is just me, but this is, like, how I feel. Even if, like, we went a hundred weeks without recording, this podcast actually would never stop. Yeah. It's just. I mean, for one, because our catalog, like, we we just. Like, we them niggas, bruh. There's plenty of shit to listen to. Bruh, I be listening to old episodes all the time now. I be like, man, we that niggas. Ooh, let me make it up real quick. I'm about to talk some shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's not about nobody. It's just about myself. The confidence is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Think uh, I got my swagger back. Bro, I be listening back. I'm like, ain't nobody fucking with us. Like, real shit. I know that's how you supposed to feel about it, but the number of dope episodes we have, Ain't nobody fucking with us, bruh. And when we come back and I realize other content creators be like, no, nah, they they back. You're like, yeah. Why is T-Mobile sending me an email? I am so sick of the internet. <clears throat> Do you even have T-Mobile? No. Cooper, stop that shit. And it literally says to KimberlyFC at AOL.com. That's not me. They might be fucking uh, scammers. Scammers yeah. are getting smart now, I'm nigga. I'm so sick of the internet. Block. <laughs> That's the other thing about having a podcast or having multiple fucking accounts on shit. You'd be like, it, it'd be that who sent you shit, but mm-hmm. it'd also be the, how much of a scam is this? What are you right? Like, what's really going on? Like, you know how many emails we be getting where people be like, "We love to have your music on." We're like, nigga, we don't make music. We do <laughs> fucking podcast. Like, what? Just because we got a SoundCloud, don't mean that we fucking making music. You're telling on yourself, right? You ain't doing the research. But yeah, I chose that song, and then I I got mad. Like the song for the video we put on IG. I got mad all over again that Kanye wasted that sample on that scoopy dee poop. Mm. Poop to scoop the do. <laughs> oh, Kanye. I'll never forgive him. Still hoping one day he'll come back to us. No, it's gone, bro. <laughs> like I still have hope. And like What I, if he's like 60 and he just is like, you know what? I fucked up. I did a lot of fucked up shit and he just puts out the dopest blackest album of all time and then we all eating out the palm of his hands again I'll never eat out the palm of that nigga <laughs> he scored me bro when, once you choose like somebody as like yo nigga and they they do the bullshit Kanye did I can't go back Yeah, like I, I plan moments in my life to his fucking music <laughs> That I won't be able to recreate. It's like, fuck him. (laughs) Oh, man. I hope. I was going to play only one when I had a child. I can't listen to that shit now. Going to play Runaway at the wedding. Right. All of the lights when I'm going to my honeymoon. And now this fucking bastard to become an anti-Semite. He done ruined all the big moments in my life. I know. So fuck him. (laughs) Fuck his mental health now. Just 
I hope he's getting his stuff together. I, I do. I, he has taken a step back, which makes me believe he probably is yeah, back on his bench. I noticed he been out the way for a little minute. That nigga. That nigga was wilding, though. He needs years of therapy. That nigga needs to take his medication. And medication as well. Sadly. For me, my my whole... Look, Two of my New Year's resolutions have been is somebody that I follow on Instagram. I mean, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. She went to AM with us. Uh, but like January 1st, I think she put up, she was like, as far as this year, I'm leaving with a degree, a certification, a new job, a new car, something. And then she posted the video of Denzel saying, I'm leaving here for something. I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> I'm from around the way. I'm leaving with something. Some. So that's a, that's got to shake. That's how I'm feeling about this year. Yeah. Look, if I gotta knock somebody up, I need to send you this job application. Um, it's for A and M, but it's for like an executive assistant that my mom sent to me. She just be sending me applications as like her way of being like, you need to quit your job. Or her way of being like, we're not happy with what you're doing. And I'm like, I thought we had gotten out of that cycle and thread of things. And here we are going back down it, even though like now I'm in a luxury apartment, new car, paying my own shit. Like y'all, you still finding a way. Right. So I just thumbs it up, but I'm not going to apply to it. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't, I'm not a a nine to five person right now. And I can't get sucked back into it or I'll never actually like pursue what I'm trying to do. Cause I just don't, I don't want to have any more excuses for why I can't do certain things for my business that I'm trying to do. Cause it's like every new step that I make with my business, I'm trying to make sure that it's going to put me in a place where I'm not having to work for other people as much. I feel you. And I know that they don't really understand that once again, being boomer parents, <laughs> but I'm the only one that knows my vision and I have to like stand on it and respect my vision because look where I'm at right now. Like if I had listened to them and everybody else. Right. Right. I wouldn't be doing none of the shit that I love to do or growing my shit. So I can't keep like falling into the trap of, well, let me try to do this Monday through Friday, nine to five. I can't. I wish I had that courage. So, like, seeing, like, how, like, dope you've been and doing it on your turn, even the struggles and sticking with it, that's, like, that's the dopest shit I've ever fucking seen, bro. It's hard, but that's also why I was trying to, like, get a budget together so that when I finally do decide to leave the service industry, I'm not just out here, like, on my ass worrying about rent or anything else like i'm just trying to make this shit work (laughs) like but that's dope as if if anybody else can do it why i can't do it right and that's like that's where i'm at i'm like everybody else can make it being in being on their own and working for themselves and doing what they love like why can't i make that work for me yeah and you're making it work bro so look a lot of people talk a lot of shit you can put that in the fucking work. That's the dopest shit in the fucking world, bro. 
Man, and I've been putting in the fucking work. Yeah. And things like you had adversity, you pushed through and you stuck the course. That's the dopest shit anybody can fucking do, nigga. Yeah. Them times were fucking hard. Them hard times was hard times. <laughs> like I used to pray for times ooh, like this to rob like this. <laughs> Pandemic. That shit was some hard times. I don't know if I was just good at dodging them niggas or what, but like. God's favor. People don't be understanding. It was rough before it got to the good shit. So I'm just, I'm praying that by the end of 2023, I'll be working either in someone someone's studio again which I already have an idea or I'll be having my own shit or I'll just have more like services or products to offer to like really bring in some more <laughs> revenue. Yeah. Um, I um was listening to the black card podcast, which like I said, I hope we, uh, collab with them one day and Bird was talking about like how this year he was going to try to like explore the things that he was just like why not like the movie reviews and stuff that he's been doing Mm -hmm. I was like yeah that's the I didn't play safe in the last 10 years of my life yeah I graduated from college uh, May 2013 and I knew I didn't want to work in my major. And I just started working somewhere. And 10 years later, I'm still in that industry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I could do it for the rest of my life. But I feel like I'm not going to be the man I need to be until I take a chance. Mm-hmm. I know I have potential, but I have to trust my instincts. And if I fail, I fail. But at least... I loved what I was trying to do. Yeah, at least you try. Like, you won't know until you try either. Right. And failing doesn't have to be the end of it either. I'm going to be all the way transparent. I felt a little bit of failure, like, that we didn't go farther with this. Not saying we won't, but. Yeah, I think about that sometimes, too. But I also feel like a lot of this is for us. More than anything else. I feel like this is, I feel like this has helped me in ways of coming closer to who I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. and flexing different things. And I I feel like that with you. So I, I, I'm trusting the process. Yeah. But for a while, I was just like, I guess it's like when you first started a podcast, or when you first start something creative and you're really excited about it and you love it. You truly love it and you love doing it and all the, even the, the stressful parts of it. You love it when you feel like you're going to be like, okay, the universe is going to reward me for me putting faith in what I do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that doesn't happen, but that doesn't mean you're not on the right path. Mm -hmm. For a while, I was kind of like, well, I trust my instincts once again. And I didn't 
get what I thought I was going to need. But that's not saying this won't work in the future or saying that I think it works. It definitely like we them niggas. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I just feel like if it was like three of us, yeah. like as dope as both of us are, yeah. we could be like them niggas, niggas. Honestly, because I be having ideas, which I still. Oh no, you might want to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> we back to taking notes, niggas. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna steal our shit. I'm so sad that Mangoes had to open that spot right before the pandemic because they. They were making a killing, bro. Every Monday, I was going in that motherfucker for lunch, and that motherfucker would be packed. That chicken was so damn good. <gasps> the day we went, I was like, bro, this is... In heaven. <laughs> Life-changing. I will never forget it. I and remember then, where we sat and right? everything. Like, <laughs> that shit was bussing. And then we had the sorrel. It was like, whew. Well, no, I had the sorrel and you had the uh, mango lemonade. I was going to say, I had something with mango in it. That mango lemonade was busted too. Bro, That that's the one casualty of the uh, pandemic that I personally mourn. Because I fucked with them. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to talk about, we're going to get real podcast in a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is the warm up. This is the shit we can't use anyway, so. I feel like I've been noticing... Like, so much more with, like, dating shit. Mm-hmm. And it's been, like, not triggering, but it's been, like, so much shit that I hate about modern dating that I've just been noticing. So that's why when you sent me that topic, I was like, bro, everything triggers me. I get so annoyed at this shit so easily. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. okay. Going back through my Pinterest. I've been back on Pinterest lately, too. My Pinterest boards were kind of lit. Bruh. They're kind of timeless. I more or less designed how this studio looked at one point. I didn't deconstruct this shit now. But I more or less designed how this looked. When it was at its peak, we were out here vibing. <laughs> I had to make this room a lot more functional. And I had to move some of the art from in here into the living room because I'm like, let me be a real adult. <laughs> Dang, how can I go to my board? One sec. I might make Pinterest pop again. Like, I started building boards of. Also, when I. Decided I was going to move the stereo system into the living room. I was like, yeah, I'm going to uh, not focus on these boards for a listening room. I'm just going to focus on making my living room dope as fuck. I feel like I'm one chair away from my living room being dope as fuck. That's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mental block. I've been on Amazon just searching for like a special chair like so my apartment right now is very curated but I feel like I need like 
just certain statement pieces to just like throw it off a little bit, but still go. Yeah. So I was just looking for like some kind of like artistic chair, like either a hand chair. I've been looking at a lot of hand chairs or just some chair with like a chaotic print or I don't know, but I've been like, that's the one thing I need that I feel like that's going to complete all of my shit. I feel like I'm one good chair away and a nice rug away from being like, like full bachelor Set. pad yeah. where it's like, it's, See, I got the rug before I got anything. That was the first thing in the apartment was the rug. <laughs> you were smarter than me. That was the first thing in the apartment. I have no furniture, but that rug was down there. But that's also the difference between a man decorating and a woman decorating. Be like, I need something to bring this all together from jump. Mm -hmm. A nigga like me be like, let me just make a dope ass sound system. Let me spend eight hundred dollars on a sound system and not have a fucking bed, like a, a fucking area rug in my living room. Yeah, true. <sighs> At least I didn't fall for the trap that most niggas do. Like, when my brother came for Thanksgiving, he was like, so you ain't gonna mount your TV? You ain't gonna get a bigger TV than this? Like, I'm like, nigga, I don't give a fuck about a fucking TV. But as far as this turntable, it's gonna be $400. Yeah. <laughs> I still gotta get a, um, I still gotta get a TV, too. I'll be watching everything on my phone. But, um, yeah, I feel like that chair in the living room, the chair, one statement piece chair will bring everything else out. That's all I need. I need chair and curtains. Curtains is, listen, curtains are hard to shop for. Yeah. Especially when you have taller ceilings too. But like everything going on in my apartment is pretty much black for the most part because the bitch loves black <laughs> but so I'm looking for like something that has black in it but not so much black that it darkens my room up like so either a sheer black I don't necessarily want lace because that's just a little too feminine for what I got going on like I literally have a cowhide rug so I just feel right. like lace and cowhide is just not yeah no so I don't know. It's just very hard finding curtains. And then I know for sure I want my chair to be to play off of my pillows on my couch, which are like a cream, like bone, like a natural color. So I'm looking for a chair that also matches that, which is not finding hard to color. It's not hard to find the color, but it is hard to find like the style or something that color that has enough like eccentricity to it that's gonna i don't know for me i'm just being picky <laughs> but it's i mean this is your space so it makes sense i mean of course you should be picky it's where you're gonna have to live yeah um like for me what was funny when i moved out was it was so much shit that I moved out like at a weird time and like even the core mm -hmm. and also in my life, I went from being like a hype beast to being like, oh, like I want to have a billionaire boys club rug yeah. in my living room. Yeah. Like, or I want to have a fucking bape uh, pillow set yeah. on yeah. my fucking couch. Mm -hmm. And then like when I finally got this face, I was like, 
This shit's wack as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I was. I was like, shit. man, nah. Like, nah, nigga, I'm not trying to fucking look like I'm from fucking, like, I don't want an Urban Outfitters ass fucking place. I want, like, purely curated things yeah. over time mm-hmm. that all just make sense. Now, I, I do feel like as far as designing, at one point, this room was where I was like, okay, I've designed one good room. I had to take some stuff out. This wall is the most perfect thing I've ever done. I'm never going to take it out. True. <laughs> um, I can't take out the flag at this point. Yeah, no. Those are staples. Those yeah. are the basics. I can move everything else around in this room based off that. But the living room, I was like, I am going to get the TV mounted. I'm going to get a different TV mounted. And then I'm just going to try to streamline everything. The way I put the the stereo in there and put the speakers on the fucking uh, fireplace. I'm using space well. So I think I'm learning good lessons. But it's just... I'm secretly a perfectionist. I just get frustrated and I'm like, in distress yeah so like but I'm, I'm very much a perfectionist there's no secret about it i am like the opposite of perfectionist where it's not like everything is cooker cookie cutter related it's just i get so much anxiety mm-hmm. from trying to make everything right i'm just like you're gonna drive yourself crazy if you don't just let things be imperfect i'll yeah. i'll say i'm a perfectionist when it comes to aesthetic things not everything in my life or else i feel like all perfectionists are like that in some things so like it's some things that you're like this has to be perfect yeah and then some things it's just like unless there are perfectionists that try to make everything perfect and i don't want to live that life that's too much stress that's like that's where anxiety really comes in like i have a friend that is very ocd the rest of that cab you're the last person to drink from it <laughs> I think I, no I poured a glass when I was editing that's it <laughs> my nigga said let me get it I love me a good cab honey but yeah no when it comes to like designing thing I really I really do love interior design I ain't even gonna lie I had everybody that had been over too has been like, oh my God, like I need you to come and do this and do this. And I'd be like, shit. No, when you put the pictures up of like what you had done, I was like, I, I need to get money. Let my nigga do this shit. <laughs> she gonna set this shit all the way up. I love putting shit together. Like, just tell me what vibe you're going for. And I got you. Because number one, I love shopping. I love looking at shit. You see a lot of shit on the internet. It's plenty of inspiration. It's plenty of DIYs and cheaper ways to do things. Like, I don't know. I just really love. I feel like that's part of the artist in me. (laughs) That nigga is having a full life dream. Was his leg shaking too? Shaking after something. But yeah, I, I hope one day that like that can become a part of my brand. That would be dope. 
is interior design. Maybe I can do like interior designing for beauty studios. You see? Bro, your, your brain thinking, though. That's you dope see? as fuck, though. I just... Uh, Yo, I, I'm trying to get back to the point where I can dream. That sounds some, that sounds depressing, <laughs> but I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to put, like, to where, like, my skills work best. Having that extra day. It, it does a lot. I swear, because just, like, really being able to breathe and rest. Because, like, when I was just having Thursdays and Saturdays, Thursdays, I would literally, I would still try to sleep in, but I was still, like, waking up, like, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Mm-hmm. I got to get this done. And then you get all that shit done, and it's the end of the night, and it's like, fuck, I got to go to sleep and go to work again. Yeah. And then Saturday comes, like, I got clients. Sunday comes, I'm back to work for the week, and it's just like, fuck. That's why I don't think it's a mistake that when I had the two days consistently back to back, those were like our best episodes. I had time to sit with my thoughts, time to, de- time to decompress, time to sit with my thoughts, and time to form those thoughts into more complete uh, segments and everything. And then, like, I would be at peace because I'm just like, I really try to make my life as peaceful as possible. I know everybody like tries to do it, but like I try to be like almost zen level. When I can get to that level and my creativity starts popping. Yeah. And then your creativity fucks with my creativity and we be like, yeah, we them niggas, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why if I could find a job to where I don't have to be nine to five to support my dreams and aspiration my creativity is going to be a whole another level so we both trying to escape this nine to five ism yeah <laughs> dead ass I thought doing the job I did I was going to be able to bust my ass for a couple years and then start making real money and then be able to fund my dreams and that didn't work out but it's you just got to Pursue your dreams from where you at. That's the only way you're going to be able to fund your dreams. I know. And now I'm just like, if I fall, if I fly, you know, I live life to the fullest. That's literally it. That shit, that's where I was. You inspirational as fuck, though. Like, real shit. I don't really be telling you that. Like, Like, I really respect it. Like, you really saw your vision. You didn't let people talk you out of it. That's the dopest shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. Yeah. That's why it's, like, dope seeing you still, like, pursuing it. It's like, yo. And you know the struggles that came with it, too. It's Like, that's the other thing. Like, you put yourself out there, bro. And then you were like, I'm gonna live with it. Because I'm eating this shit. Because I, like, when you truly feel like some shit is like for you and it's really your avenue like it's really hard to stop feeling like that like it might be times when I'm down like damn this shit ain't really working out but even in those times you have to realize like well if you give up now then how is it ever gonna work you know what I'm saying like I don't know I think it's just I think those times when I was down just really got me to where I am like for real because I was like one month 
of good business, good promotion, good sales can really change the whole trajectory of everything. Especially when you're bringing in like new clientele, like for my type of business. Because word of mouth is crazy around here now. Like, yeah, so many people move into the city. All it takes is one person to come in and be like, oh, well, hey, after they see what you've done, well, my goddaughter or my and or these people are looking for this and this people let me you should be over here and I got to know a photographer and I and it's like, yeah, I don't know, like you just got to start. I started with literally nothing like I started at the end of the pandemic using the free version of Canva. <laughs> Dollar the dream. Like, I swear <laughs> to God, like, literally nothing. And then, now I will say, even though I may not have gotten the clientele off of it, I was still able to meet people and, like, be able to put a face to the brand so that people did know who I was. And at least if they ever were looking for somebody, they knew who I was and where I was or how to reach me. But um, I don't know. Really, it's just crazy to think about, like, still to, to, to this day. It's been two and a half years since the pandemic. And I honestly never would have thought that I would still be here doing the same shit, being booked every weekend. logo i've been using with our uh with the sagittarius thing i low-key want to hire like i might look i might look for somebody to redo the centaur and have like more african features maybe locks yeah yeah yeah. i remember us talking about that yeah like that would be dope My mom was like, why you got to greet God as the uh, logo? I'm like, that's our sign. She's like, oh, the only sign I know is Aries because it's in March. (laughs) All the other shit is pagan shit. She know her fucking uh, sign. I got to stop talking about my mom when people think I'm a mama's boy, which I am. But women don't like this. (laughs) But women don't like that shit. <laughs> they like it to a certain degree until they be like, mm, nigga. <laughs> yeah. To a certain point. I would definitely choose the love of my life over my mama, though. As you should. Yeah, but some niggas don't get. Oh, that. we know. Let's talk about toxic <laughs> niggas. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> oh, shit. There are some toxic ass fucking niggas out here and the internet just keeps making I want niggas to understand this shit. Y'all are making it exponentially harder for just normal niggas. Like you psycho ass niggas be all y'all fucking tangents going on shit and I ain't gonna act like I ain't never been one of them psycho niggas. Look, all of us fall short. (laughs) But god damn it, nigga. Some of these niggas be making this shit tough. And don't do that bullshit. Be like, you just only talk about niggas. I've talked about broken women many a time. 
But I'm talking specifically to you niggas. Y'all need fucking therapy. Y'all need real men to be around. I'm not talking about niggas. I'm talking about actual real men to be around. Real men that have been out here. Right. You making need, shit happen for themselves. You need old men and young men to just be real with you. And you need to listen to goddamn women. Man, I got into a whole Twitter war the other day. <laughs> you back in these Twitter streets for real, for real. I was like, see, this is why I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but did you see that post of that girl? Did I, I don't think I follow her on TikTok, but I've seen her on TikTok. But she made a post because she was at a club. I forgot the name of it. In Ghana, maybe. Let me see. Let me let me go back and find it. Her name is Stacy Theroux. Or Thiru, I don't know how you pronounce T H I R U. So that was her video. Um, yeah, she went to Twist Nightclub in Ghana. <clears throat> she said, This is so embarrassing, but it is what it is. Don't go to Twist Nightclub in Ghana. It's not fun, and the bouncers are extremely abusive. This isn't the first time I've experienced it at that club. But it's definitely my last. Um, so basically they were telling them that like they didn't meet the dress code and was trying to turn them away. And so apparently like some, I guess, important person was walking in at the time when she was recording and they had gotten upset that she was recording and tell, told her that she needed to put her phone up while she was still trying to figure out like, what was wrong with the dress code, whatever, whatever. So I guess the person that had a, had, were feeling away about her recording ended up smacking her. Like at first she was saying that it was the bouncers or whatever. Long story short, somebody ended up hitting her because she was recording and like snatched her phone away from her. Cause in her story, like it was a video of her just trying to like get her phone back and the bouncers and a couple people around her were like fighting her on it or whatever else. And so I'm just like, well, damn, like. To me, I think I'm just very partial when it comes to black women being hurt because I just feel like. It didn't have to go that way, like, no, even if she's recording and someone asks her not to. Why does she have to be abused? Like, why does that incite violence? Why do why do y'all have to be violent toward her? So even if it wasn't the bouncers and it was the actual person that was just so upset that she was recording, why is everybody so against her and saying that she's lying about what happened and trying to play a victim and not going after person after the person who actually hurt her like because in my head i'm just like well nobody said anything about the person who slapped her or took her phone not being able to get into the club you know what i'm saying so i'm just like if she had to leave or she had to be escorted away or the bouncers had to handle her 
why didn't they handle this person who was clearly violent before going into the club? And it was just so much backlash telling me that I'm a man hater because I'm choosing her side and and I don't know the full story and this, that, and the third. I'm like, yeah, but like right now what I can see is she was visibly hurt from trying to get into this club and somebody getting upset that she was recording and hurt her. Like just because you're upset at shit does not validate you being able to hurt people. Right. Explain that to the police when they show up. Oh, sorry. Like she just pissed me off. So I had to dot her in her shit. Like it's what adults call assault. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody's in my head like, well, you don't know the full story. Were you there? Were did you uh, not in my head in my mentions? Were you there? Did you see what if she what if this was self-inflicted and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, if it is, we'll find out. But for now, like all I see is a black woman hurt. So I'm not finna sit here and try to kick her even more while she's down. But that's because massage noir is so rampant worldwide that people always will go to victim blame. People will go to victim blame for any women, but especially black women. Yeah. I'm not talking about just people of color. I'm talking about black women. We talked about it last week with Meg the Stallion. And that that's what I was thinking, too. I was just like, oh, like the people that were responding to me. I'm just like, OK, like, I guess you also were on the sides of Thor- right. Tory Lanes. But that also goes in line with uh, the other thing we talked about, about. Uh, so there's a video that went viral of I'm sure everybody listening may have seen it in some kind of way of I mean, if you on a certain I'm not going to say what race, what group of people, you know, I can't say that. If you're on nigga Twitter, (laughs) you saw a chef that posted a video with, uh, with, uh, oxtails, oxtail pasta, which is some new nigga shit. Very new. Bro. You ain't got to add nothing to oxtail <laughs> for oxtail to be busting. It's oxtail, nigga. Oxtail is good on its own. If you just cook it and put it on the plate, like, you uh, eating good. Also, I'm not a fan of saying, like, the phrase new blacks. But it seems like <laughs> new blacks have discovered oxtail in the last, like, five, ten years. I really believe that the new blacks fall closely in line with the soft era men <laughs> yeah them the same niggas <laughs> same niggas dead giveaway if you think that salmon should be put on everything or that oxtail can be in tacos or sushi or whatever fucking fusion is shit you, you a new black and we we both say this as suburban black people which to some people would and God put us with new blacks, but that's where I'm going to fight against it. Suburban black people are not new blacks. Yeah, there is ton like one of my favorite, my Twitter crush of all time. I'm not gonna say her name because she actually might listen. But look, <laughs> she she we had a conversation a long time ago on Twitter talking about like it's tons of niggas in the suburbs all around this country, 
people be thinking suburbs as in like some Orange County like mm-hmm. bullshit shit. No. Mm-hmm. Suburbs is any place outside of the metropolitan area. It's tons of Atlanta suburb ass niggas that is black as fuck. It's the difference between a suburban ass nigga and a new black. Mm. New blacks literally go off to college or whatever and be like, oh, I am an African American. (laughs) They don't say nigga or black. Uh, also that's another dead giveaway if you describe yourself as an African American as a black person dead giveaway yeah true true cause it's like really like just say black right the The only time I would say African American is usually like if we're talking about continental Africans Mm -hmm. or different types of black people in the diaspora I'll be like I'm African American or black American. Like, I ain't gonna get in these new hotel ass niggas to be like, I'm a foundational black man. Like, just say black nigga. Yeah, <laughs> I'm what, a Negro. Because what the fuck does that mean? What's a foundational black at African or foundational black American? Just say nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Still nigga. <laughs> Please, please. <laughs> but so in this video, let me get back to the topic. <laughs> so in this video, this uh black chef does uh what's he do? Oxtail um pasta. Mm-hmm. It goes viral on TikTok and then it makes a way to Twitter. And then this one black woman, I can't remember her name, but she was like this black man told me to unalive myself and talked about my child. And that was the first thing I saw where it was like, wait, hold up. So dude's name was Chef Way. Apparently, in like the old Twitter savage days that these toxic ass niggas will tell us we need to go back to, he went by Waymo the God. Mm-hmm. Waymo the God which I have been on Twitter since 2008, 2009. I think it's 2010 for me. We old school black Twitter shit. I didn't remember this nigga, but I remember that there were so many colorist tweets back then of like people just talking dog shit about dark skinned black women. Like saying they look like roaches, all this other like fucked up shit. And apparently Waymo the God was one of those people that people were tweeting and retweeting. The best thing about black Twitter is there have been certain African-American proverbs, which I just said that I don't say African-American, but we're going to use this. (laughs) Forget about that. (laughs) There are certain African-American proverbs that have been tweeted that have become biblical proverbs to black American life. One of them is like the one where the girl is like, I mean, somebody tweets, they're like, toxic nigga says this stupid ass Twitter hoe be like, ha ha, DeFrederick, you're wildin'. It was so many tweets that were deleted by that person, but because back then that was before quote tweets were a thing. So if you had the quote tweet thing, you would have to 
Type in RT. And copy and paste. Yeah, and then have your comment after it. Yep. And that's how we have seen the facts of what these people were saying. So Waymo the God comes out and says, I was in a sick place back then. And I've changed and all this other shit. And then he lost his sponsorships with Walmart and all this other shit. Come to find out, he is actively, as of right now, an assistant district attorney in Harris County, Texas. What? Yes. This man (laughs) is one of the district attorneys in Texas. Been serving the people and colorist as hell. Yes. And sexist as well. He had one tweet. This is so bad. I'm going to I'm going to retweet this, but yeah, this is going to be disturbing. He had one tweet where he said that how can Sandra Bland be for all, uh Black Lives Matter when she killed herself? Disgusting. Fucking like that's not fu- like I have a dark sense of humor. That's not fucking funny. And for his mama to disown him. Yeah. His mama came out back on like, Twitter. How, and then I like we were me and Kim were texting. I was like, how did the fuck did I miss this episode of fucking Twitter? <laughs> where a nigga's mom came out and disowned him on Twitter. It's because it's too many, it's too many episodes of Twitter. Twitter is mash. It's uh <laughs> even if you're there the whole time, you can't catch them all. It's Law and Order SVU. I swear. <laughs> it is uh Grey's Anatomy. You can't catch up. <laughs> I swear. You miss one episode, you miss the ball. <laughs> you, got, you you can only go back to fill in the gaps. But I ain't gonna lie. Like, seeing some of these tweets, and then they also start pulling tweets of um, Ice from uh, Joe Budden podcast. Some of the shit he was putting out. That shit was colorist as fuck, too. When was this? Back around like 2011, 2012. Hmm. Apparently that was a whole little wave. And I I looked at my own tweets. Luckily, I didn't have no color tweets because not I hate to say it, hope it all sound ridiculous. I have uh, always been on a fan of dark skinned girls. Even when I was probably colorist, I, that was my type. True. Like. I feel like it's two different types of dark skinned people. This is a brief aside. There's a dark skin. There's there's people that are dark skinned that grew up that learned to love their skin and loved other dark skinned people mm-hmm. that they will uh that's their type. And then there's also the people that are dark skinned that become so color struck that they are vehemently like colorist. And be like, as if it, they're not a part of the group that people right. are colorist against. If you're not light, bright, and damn near white, they don't want nothing to do with you. And they will pick up these things. And anti-blackness is a motherfucker, and it affects black people. The self-hate be so loud. Yeah, because Ice is not a light-skinned nigga at all, and was saying all this crazy shit about dark-skinned women. Also, I mean. I am only attracted to women, but I feel like I can safely say this is not a good looking ass nigga. 
Exactly. You'd be like, bro, like... Ain't nobody checking for you. That's the thing, bro. And then these niggas be trying to, like, sabotage everything else for all other niggas that aren't self-hating ass motherfuckers. Like, it's the same thing as, like, with fat dudes that be talking shit about fat women. Mm. Like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Like, be for real. They be the main ones talking about Lizzo. Be like, nigga, you couldn't get close to Lizzo's pussy. Be fucking for real. Lizzo fine as shit. Like, bro, don't... Look. And is. Face card, never decline. Skin perfect. Fit as fuck. Right. Be dancing her ass off on right. the stages. And the music is dope. Can play the fuck out of a flute. And then, like, niggas be like, oh, she's comfortable in herself. Let me take her down the edge. You fucking pussy ass nigga. <laughs> it's just like them passport ass niggas. Like, the people that be like, oh, I can't talk to black American women. Oh, yeah. I have to go somewhere yeah. else to go talk to this woman Get because... exotic, bitch. Right. It's like, bro, you're trying... You're a sex tourist. Let's just <laughs> be all the way honest. Literally. You're going to these places to have sex with women who are just sex workers. You could do that shit in America, nigga. You could nigga. do that shit here. You ain't got to get a passport to do that shit. You could do that right now. Or you can learn how to talk to women like thousands of years of fucking men have learned how to talk and you could actually date and have sex with women without having to pay them. Right. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Uh, Like, who knew that we had to be like, you know what? Who knew that you had to treat women like people? Who knew that you had to be like, Instead of building a fire to light a place, you can actually turn a switch on and you can see everything that's going around. Mm. Who knew that electricity happened? Who knew you could talk to women and get to, you know, for them to trust you and you they like you as a genuine person? So all these stupid ass fucking uh, beta, I mean, uh, alpha male strategies. And you could date women and have sex with them who knew respecting women could actually get you pussy get you far right who knew that respecting people in general can get you far right than not maybe not viewing women as objects or not viewing people as uh tools tools or pawns in your game mm-hmm. you could actually you know have a fulfilling life but hey keep listening to uh Andrew Tate and the Fresh and Fit podcast niggas who look Ugh. like they ain't never talked to a woman Please. a day in their life them without telling them, how, telling them how much money you got. Please don't be like them niggas. Please. If you are bitching about women don't want to date broke niggas, first and foremost, I know you are not out here in these actual streets. Women love broke niggas. <laughs> <laughs> bro I don't know if y'all know this but women love projects in general <laughs> this is true don't let your wallet hold you back from dating somebody <laughs> <laughs> please it's just like brother I don't know if y'all know this but it's women out here that be saying yeah I need a man to pay all my bills and all this shit you know what she's probably gonna be alone 
She probably already with a nigga who not paying shit. That's why she talking all the shit she's saying. That's the thing. Y'all gotta learn how to read between the lines of what women be saying on social media. If she's always talking about sex and all this other shit, she ain't get no ass. If she's always talking about it, she need a nigga to pay her bills. She's not saying she's she not want, getting that. She's not wanting you to pay her bills. She's wishing the nigga that's in her life that's not paying her bills will pay her goddamn bills. That is it. That is it. Y'all gotta <laughs> learn to talk to women, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look at the signs. Right. You look, it will save you so much time. You ain't got no passport, none of this other shit. Just be like, oh, so women. Would like a nigga that's on his grind instead of being like women just want to use niggas for bills. Even though I did see one tweet the other day and that shit was f- fucking hilarious. He was like, "Women just want uh, men to pay bills and die." That shit was fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that sounds like some hurt shit. Hey. That's the other thing. Women, y'all got to learn to listen to the niggas. That is a hurt-ass nigga. Any man that would tweet, women just want men to pay bills and die, is the hurtest nigga. That is a hurt nigga. That's a hurt nigga who hasn't gone to, like, full-fledged hating women. But he is distraught. Yeah, he going through it. Right. He is, like... (laughs) Currently... She got her fucking knee on his throat right now. He don't know where to go. He don't think he don't think he hate women, but he might hate women. He might. But he also just might be going through it. You got to learn how to see the signs, people. If you're fucking out here tweeting anti-black, anti-like women shit, that's a hurt ass nigga. Yeah. Cause like why, bro? Like why? Why Why, would you? Why put that on a whole group group of people? Why would you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning to talk about uh, dark skinned women are only good for so and so? Like what dark skinned women hurt you, bro? What did you dream about? Right. (laughs) (laughs) How did you wake up and get here? What imaginary situation? Happened in your life to where you like, you know what? It's nine o'clock in the morning. I got shit on dark skinned women. Like before y'all get y'all day started. And also listen to me about this right here. We've been talking about a lot of the men that were getting these anti-black colorist tweets off. It was a lot of goofy ass light skinned bitches that were fucking quote tweeting like, oh, Deshaun, you're so wild. What's that girl's name that this week she was like, uh, reverse colorism happens. It's real. It was some girl from one of these reality shows, but she was like, reverse colorism is real. I was like, no, the fuck is not. You sound like one of these, uh, Karens that be like, you know who the real racist is? You. I ain't never heard nobody say nothing about reverse colorism until today. Bro. I've been black and I've been dark as shit my entire life. Ain't no such thing as no reverse colorism. You can experience racism as a black person that's light-skinned. You can experience bullying as a light-skinned black person. That's not reverse colorism. 
Just because it's fucked up don't mean it's the same thing. I, as a dark-skinned black person, have to police the way I move throughout the world. And I'm a man. I cannot imagine how it feels to be a dark-skinned black woman. And having to move and navigate throughout the world. And I say this as somebody who has been discriminated because I'm a dark-skinned black man. I'm not even a dark-skinned black woman, but I get enough just being brown-skinned. Yeah. That's what that's how fucked up this shit is. I guess I guess to society I would be considered dark skinned. But to me, no, you're not dark skinned. But on the black spectrum. You're mid brown. Yeah. I'm mid tone. Yeah. I wouldn't consider you dark skinned, but some assholes would be like, Yeah, Kim is dark. Yes. <laughs> and you've had to experience that trauma mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's just abs- like, bro, like y'all really don't understand what it's like to move through this world as a dark skinned black person. Like somebody who nobody, I am 12% Scottish, but nobody will ever fucking say that. Nobody would nobody. pinpoint that. When I say it, people laugh. Like laugh. Like, the idea that this dark-skinned nigga might have some rapist slave owner in his life is absurd. That's how it's how black this fucking country is. Yeah. People don't understand that. And I don't even have it as bad as black women. Like, dark-skinned black women. Like, how do I say it? Look, I'm not ugly. And I'm dark-skinned. That's not a bad thing as a man. But also, I have noticed, like, especially on dating apps, black women who I mostly date overwhelmingly assume that I will be some hyper masculine version of myself Mm -hmm. because of how I look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I'm dark skinned, I wear earrings, and I wear hats, and I wear urban gear and they expect that especially when they hear my voice Mm -hmm. they expect you don't sound how I thought you would how you thought I was out right does that mean what what does that mean yeah and also I'm usually attracted to the black women dark skinned black women and they be expecting something else it means something different to be a masculine dark-skinned person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we talked about on this epi- like on this podcast on different episodes about ungendering. Typically with darker-skinned black women, there's an ungendering that happens where they take away the femininity aspects of mm-hmm. that woman and her personhood and make it to where they can take more pain. Because they're masculine. Mm-hmm. They can, you can treat them a certain way because they're masculine. Because they can handle it mentally. Right. And all of this shit goes back into classic, classic like racism, colorism, colonialism, all the other isms. Because black people are the main victim of Western society. 
blackness in itself is something that's supposed to be wretched. Mm-hmm. It's something that you're not supposed to have pride in. So anybody that will embrace themselves and their African identity is against Western civilization. And we're all victims of it. It's not white people. It's white people that created this system. But black people, uh, brown people, Asian people, Native Americans, everybody has been taught in this Western society to hate blackness, including black people. Yep. Like, what's the uh, Andre 3000 quote from his shirt? Why do people of darker races suffer in this society? I mean, it's not a direct quote, but if you know, you know. I forget the quote, even though I have the shirt. I was trying to remember it. I can't remember. But yeah, darker people suffer, suffer from most. it. Yeah. In all, in all races. Yes. There are people on the con- on the subcontinent of India who are as dark as I am that will fight you if you say that they're black. Yeah. That's another like major culture with colorism issues is India. If you're a dark-skinned Indian woman, because you can be a dark-skinned Indian man and still be respected and still be you know, expected to be able to marry and, you know, make children and make a good life for yourself. But when you're a dark-skinned woman, there's no beauty seen in you. You're not um, offered the same amount of opportunities for marriage. You're not really even considered for anything good. That's why I wish when people talk about desirability politics, they would start with colorism. Mm-hmm. Because you can tie it to like people in uh, Indian culture or in Hispanic culture. If you're dark skin, like a lot, like uh, the guy who played Namor, I can't remember his uh, actual name, but he gave an interview where he was talking about people who look more indigenous or darker skin in Hispanic culture are not seen on TV as much. True. Like colorism exists outside of blackness, but it's so easy to pinpoint anti-blackness with colorism that like you can't just turn the eye away from it. It's such a long documented history. That's why when people try to gaslight, especially black and dark-skinned black women, that, oh, it's not that bad. Like, no, it is. It is. You can't tell me this because you haven't experienced it. Right. Because you're not in this marginalized group of people. And I say that fully as a uh, a blue-black nigga, <laughs> as they, they, they used to say. <laughs> I am a blue-black nigga, and... I didn't have it as bad as the other women who were my shade or close to my. Yeah. And it plays a part in like literally your everyday life. Yeah. That's, that's what people don't understand. 
It's right. like, we not only getting this backlash from whatever trending thing is happening online, it's this should be happening in our daily lives in the most basic situations. You find out that how people feel about your skin color. Yeah. Every single day. And there's so many trash niggas that only they like skin chicks. I don't think exotic bitches. I like exotic bitches. I don't want no dark skin. She, she, uh, what could that boy say at the time? They too, uh, they too strong. Like, and it's like, cut that black is darker than me. I had a nerd to be fucking, uh, colors. It's like, bro, the levels of that shit is so fucking deep. Even I, like, when dark-skinned women see that I'm attracted to them, they be surprised. That's just literally just always been my type. But that hasn't been their experience. Right, and I get it because they grew up hearing a lot of wild shit. I grew up hearing a lot of wild shit. I can't imagine. I heard some of the shit they were saying about black girls growing up. And I was just like, that shit is weird. Yeah. I remember all the light-skinned R&B-ass niggas. Like, it's an ongoing joke on this podcast about how I hate light-skinned niggas. But it's because of that. It's not right. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But it's like, bro, y'all trying to pick. Nah, never mind. I'm about to go down. (laughs) Do better, people. post I had seen of this couple and this this girl was being publicly like held like a toddler and pretty much just like rocked on a hip and basically the caption was this is um, exactly the kind of treatment I need when I be having an attitude. And someone else retweeted, retweeted it and was like, what is our obsession about being treated like children in relationships? And I was like, bingo. Because it's, it's, it's not a thin line at all. But it's a it's a very distinct difference in being able to comfort and emotionally support somebody then treat them like a child like all that extra like come sit on my lap let me cradle you let me rock you to sleep let me like but then I think what really got me about this post is because of the fact that y'all had the camera set up for a reason so it's like is this what you really do in real life or were y'all just doing this for your TikTok or for whatever you finna post it to? Nasty nasty work. But then I'm also tired of it. Like I just I honestly feel like the people who feel like they want to be treated like that, specifically women, just when they're upset at any point and they have significant others, it's just like, why is that a solution for you? 
other than you have Daddy issues, issues with your <laughs> issues with your own parents, but still, like, it's so many girls that are so adamant about like a princess treatment only and being catered to all the time and being babied in in a moment of being upset and it's just like I don't know if y'all want partners or if y'all want caretakers they want daddies at this point because some of this shit is actually sickening and there were so many comments I was just like yeah like I can understand you know wanting to be consoled or even just wanting to be held but this shit like literally picking you up off the ground and holding you like a four-year-old and bouncing you like you're a child that doesn't know how to soothe themselves like that's why we bounce children on our hips is to soothe them is yeah. to quiet them because they don't have the language the cognizant say. ability to do it themselves exactly so for you to be an adult and you can't soothe yourself to a certain level on your own it's just like you don't need to be in a relationship because if you're if you're looking for somebody else to soothe you and have to do this in order to do it it's some shit you got to work on with yourself i'm sorry i don't care what i'm going through the last thing i'm looking for is for a nigga to pick me up off the ground (laughs) wrap my legs around his chest and fucking bounce me up and down while i sob and think that that's gonna be the the solution to me having an attitude it's even the it's even the fucking caption of this is how i want to be treated when i have an attitude so it's not even like you're really even going through anything serious you just got an attitude yeah you didn't say when like shit's going wrong or when like you just found out a family member died or anything crazy or adverse it's just because when you have an attitude like true childlike behavior that's what we do to toddlers. This might be controversial, but we might be potting. Uh, <laughs> that's why when short ass women be like, I want to date a nigga that's six foot five. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know what this is about. You, you got a fetish. Be, you want to be baby. You got a fetish. That's what it is. That shit's sick, bro. And I want to know where that comes from. Like, I feel like it comes, it has to come from a history of neglect and also probably partially a history of abuse. But at the same time, like, I need y'all to know that you can be cared for and catered to in ways that aren't like this weird childish shit. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then, like, I should be putting you in the corner for time out whenever you fuck up or... And some bitches like that shit. (laughs) Hey, bro, it's some nasty, nasty (laughs) business going on out here. That post just pissed me off because it's like, for one, y'all fake as fuck. It ain't no way that this was just a moment that just happened because y'all's phone is set up perfectly to capture what's going on. So y'all already faking the funk. How many times do you think they shot that shit before it like looked completely like... It ain't no telling. Because she that was shit is- like, 
fake sobbing a little bit too and I'm just like that shit is creepy first and foremost as a man attracted to women like bro that's some nasty nasty work I just I don't know and then I don't like that and it was so many women in the comments being like yeah that's what I need it's like bro y'all like fish in a barrel that look that's why (laughs) I'm not even gonna make the play yeah, it'd be a whole group of women just giving away that they are damaged for predators to be like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, like, oh, okay, cool. Easy to get at her because she just wants this simple little... Like, bullshit. Like, it, she she wants me to chastise her like a child. Like, nigga, I don't want none of that shit. I want to equal... <laughs> like, Period. Fuck that shit, bro. It's just like these toxic-ass niggas. That'd be like, nah, bro, women want a man a man that's in charge where she can't have a fucking voice. Like, mm, sick ass nigga. We you- wanna be led, but we don't wanna be led without being able to have a voice. Right. They they a want human. autonomy on their fucking bodies right. and their soul. I'm still a human. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, people be that's why you can't listen to these. You can't listen to men or women dating coaches. These not, motherfuckers. Not in today's world. It, like, somebody posted, they were like, do the pink me's just turn like 30 and then they become dating coaches? Because, like, what the fuck is. <laughs> that's, that's what it seems like. The pink me's that don't get picked decide that they're going to be the leader of women. They're going to be the ones to give advice out. Right. You can't keep a man, baby. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what's that, Princess? Uh, no, that Paris lady who I got into it with because she I said something about she was uh around when Kamala got elected. I was like, she said some stupid shit about like Kamala being a cop. And I was like, y'all are fucking wet blanket. And she said some like fat phobic shit to me. And then I I pulled up her profile. I'm like, bitch, you fat too. <laughs> like, that shit be pissing me fuck off. People be trying to play. Don't get me fucking twisted. Don't play me. <laughs> right. Don't like, underestimate put me. Put some respect on my name. You making pick me shit. Bitches picking me. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I'm fat, but I'm fine as fuck too, nigga. Look, y'all gonna get enough trying to shave fat people because we got confident. Like, bro. Like, bro, like, get the fuck out of here. Just add their own insecurities onto other people. Assuming that just, oh, I'm struggling with my life. I don't know what the fuck is going on with me. So they must be miserable too. Mm -hmm. Like, no, people don't. People think that, like, I know it's hard for people to understand. Some people do things because they want to do them. It's not for uh, male validation, women validation, anything. Some people are just being themselves. Genuine, yep. And for somebody, man or woman, who was so looking for the validation of the opposite sex that they don't understand that, Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of this dating shit be falling flat on his face. Mm -hmm. People be thinking, oh, you just doing this because you're trying to get men. 
No, some of them are. But there's also a group of people that are just doing things. They are wearing things because they're comfortable Mm -hmm. in themselves, which is the most foreign thing to self-conscious people. It's foreign to America, period. Yeah, it's like you think that like everybody's just supposed to be trying to look for validation. Now, there's certain things that people look for validation, especially like people they care about, their friends, their families. That I, that's an understandable thing, but some people are such a prisoner of that validation that they don't understand that people legitimately just want to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's uh, a woman who wears, quote-unquote, provocative things, she just might be comfortable with herself. Hey, man, I'm also willing to admit that my opinions have changed over time. (laughs) Opinions on what? (laughs) Just certain things. Like, just, I didn't fully, like, I understood it from, like, my point of view, but also, like, have grown to be, like, some people just want to do the shit they want to do. Like, some people be trying to get validation of men. Some people just be like, I like this. Where is it? And I've called it, like, as I got older, I realized it because there were certain things I did, either style-wise or other thing that people would assume that I thought I was trying to get, like, be like, oh, he's unique. No, motherfucker. This is shit that I fucking like. I like wearing Doc Martens, nigga. <laughs> Why would I wear Doc Martens and like black women? Those are two <laughs> different paths. We yeah, we all have this cookie cutter cut out image of what black men should be and do and wear and how they should speak. Right. And then also people assume that if you don't uh, check off this checklist, then that you uh, you don't check off this checklist and you're not actually trying to pursue black women or whatever or you must secretly like white girls like no I've loved I was trying to think I literally thought about this the other day and this might lead to a, a later conversation I was thinking of in my life the actual women I've had crushes on or when I was younger the girls I had crushes on what did most of them look like and that was based also on that colorism thing I start like really thinking the first like older girl I had a crush on I had crushes on like you know grown women of course it was like oh she's pretty like Mm -hmm. like the first girl I had a crush on is when we lived in an apartment and her and her brother and their mom lived underneath us. She was probably like fourth grade when I was like in kindergarten and she was dark skinned and she was so pretty. And I just remember thinking she is like gorgeous. At four years old. No, in kindergarten. So like fifth, five. Five, five, six years old. And then, like, most of the crushes I had were darker-skinned women. I've just always been attracted to them. Mm -hmm. 
And I was just really just thinking, like, why didn't I have that colorism thing? I think colorism played a part in other things, but, like, as far as, like, being attracted to, like, most of the girls I liked, <laughs> like, even from a kid, they were darker skin. Mine was always all over the place. And I think that's normal. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not saying that as a person be like, oh, I'm righteous because I'm dark skinned. I'm like, it was just one of those things to where, I don't know. I've wondered, like, because I also started thinking, I was like, I thought for a sec, a brief second, I started thinking I was attracted to dark skinned women because of one woman. Mm. And it wasn't. When I remembered that girl that was a crossing guard at Morris Elementary when I was in kindergarten, I remembered. No, I was. I always liked dark skinned girl. Hmm. I thought it was because the first love of my life was dark skin, and it wasn't. Or maybe it was. I was just in kindergarten and I didn't realize. <laughs> She was the first love of my life. I think that definitely is it. What? The second one you said. That I was attracted to the girl when I was. In. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, did, I never really identified that until then. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. Most of the girls I really liked, especially like the girls that were like my sister's age or older, they were mostly like dark skin. Damn. This nigga Cooper is going through it. Sometimes they'll like they won't fully close. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.